The first place I heard about the phenomenon was on Twitter. It was on the news page, the headline in bold over a background photo of some stars. New evidence shows the universe has stopped expanding, say scientists. That was just over a year ago as I write this. A few months later, more headlines began popping up in the New York Times and on the cable news channels. Scientists believe the universe has begun to shrink. As far as I know, it caused an enormous uproar in the scientific community. Assumptions and predictions completely turned on their head. But it was treated like a novelty item in most news broadcasts, tacked on to the last 30 seconds as a lead into the pre-commercial banter. I remember talking about it with some friends at the time, but not much beyond simply whether or not we'd heard about it, followed by a casual quip about how crazy it was. It wasn't until the beginning of this year that people began referring to it as the phenomenon. That was when scientists announced that the universe was definitively shrinking. And they knew this because several visible galaxies had already been consumed. That was the word they used, consumed. Though nobody could really say for sure what was happening. All they knew was that the edge of the universe, which, with the right telescope, was now terrifyingly visible, had simply gone dark. After a certain point, there were no more stars or planets, just darkness, a vast and ceaseless void. It was around this time that word of death cults cropping up began spreading, a small P phenomenon that would only increase in volume as time went on, as every few weeks news would come out that the rate the universe was shrinking at had increased, that more and nearer galaxies had gone dark. World governments soon began talking about it at the UN as a looming crisis. There were many impassioned speeches and a few resolutions passed, but nothing very effectual. Then again, what could they possibly hope to do to prevent this? What could any of us do? About a month ago, the nearest star, Proxima Centauri, was consumed, sparking a general sense of panic amongst those who I talked to and... Yet, worldwide, there was no meltdown, no riots or anarchy reported in the news, though the phenomenon was all anyone could talk about. Animated graphics traced its progress and projected a timeline for the future. Talking heads were brought in to speculate as to what was causing the phenomenon, what would happen when it got here, what was in the darkness, the scientific implications of it all, the religious ones. People speculated that this was God somehow shutting down parts of the universe and preparing us for the biblically foretold end times. Others speculated that this was some sort of catastrophic glitch or failure in whatever computer program was responsible for retaining the illusion of a universe outside of our atmosphere or the illusion of our collective existence entirely. Around this time, people began spending hours staring up at the night sky now completely empty save for the moon and a couple of planets. Scientific models predicted when Jupiter would disappear down to the second, and millions of people held their breath as they gathered outside to watch. The model proved accurate, and at 11.31 p.m. Central Standard Time on October 9th, one of the last lights in the sky silently winked out and was gone forever. Every few days you would hear about a dozen or a few dozen or even a hundred people that had killed themselves in some far-off part of the world. Sometimes it was in America. Sometimes the suicides were very ritualistic and ceremonial. Other times they weren't. 
As time went on, a few people began to behave like you might expect people who think the world is ending to behave. Every day there were a few less people in school. I heard stories about kids whose families had packed up and left to stay with relatives or went to secluded family lake houses or flew to Hawaii. The ritual of going to school soon became a grim exercise in delusion, full of half-empty classes and unnervingly quiet hallways. Some people trying to pretend that nothing out of the ordinary was happening, most just putting their heads down and ignoring it. It was the morning after the moon disappeared that we arrived at school to learn that Jimmy Breston had killed himself sometime in the night. He'd been in a few of my classes, and we were on the same basketball team when I played freshman year. A few kids said he hanged himself from his closet door, but all I know is that I simply didn't see him at school anymore, just like hundreds of other people that I no longer saw. We were let home early that day. I don't think anyone ever went back. A few days later, word began to spread that the phenomenon had reached Earth and that several countries in Africa were already gone, but those were soon debunked, only to be followed by word a few hours later that several small islands in the Pacific had gone dark. This turned out to be true. The phenomenon first made landfall somewhere over the ocean and, as far as I can tell, began spreading outward in all directions after that. I spent a long time in my room reading about it before heading downstairs to try and make breakfast. I found my mom in the garage, the car running. I turned off the car and opened the garage door before going back inside to finish making breakfast. What else was there to do? My sister came down a few minutes later. I couldn't bring myself to tell her about mom. She found her eventually. A few minutes after that, her boyfriend's car pulled into the driveway and she left out the front door. That was the last time I saw her. I assumed that my dad found the scene in the garage when he returned home from work, but he made no mention of it. He simply heated up a frozen lasagna for both of us, and we ate dinner together before each retreating to our rooms. That was last night. When I woke up this morning, my dad was gone as well. The house is very quiet now, but it's quiet outside too. The phenomenon has already devoured people is devouring people at this very moment. Still, nobody knows what it is or what happens to the people who fall into the darkness. Some are persistent in their belief that it is God's judgment. Others are clinging to the notion that this is simply a black hole that has expanded to consume most of the known universe, and that those who are swallowed into it simply end up, well, wherever the other end of the black hole is, if there is another end. In another universe, or another part of the universe, maybe, the prevailing scientific attitude still seems to be that this is the universe inexplicably retracting and that the blackness is purely nothing, non-existence. Nobody has ever returned from the blackness and nobody has been able to communicate from within it. It continues to consume entire towns, entire nations, steadily marching onward and outward. Earlier tonight... All of Asia went dark. The phenomenon, as far as I can tell, is creeping across Eastern Europe right now. I imagine it should arrive on the West Coast soon as well. Maybe that will make it feel more real. I understand that half of the world has vanished completely as a concept, but words on a screen can only convey so much. Places I've never seen, people I've never known. I know, of course, that they exist similarly because of words and pictures, but the idea that they've all died over the course of the last eight hours or so is maybe 
too much for my brain to believe or even comprehend. I mean, I'm not sure I even have an accurate conception of how much anything of a million or five million or a hundred million is, let alone that many human lives. Who knows if they could even accurately be described as dead. All I know is that, looking out of my window, the world looks alarmingly normal. A little darker, a little quieter. Fewer cars on the road. Fewer lighted windows in the houses. I can't see any stars, of course, but the reality is that there were hardly any stars visible from here before the phenomenon. I wonder if it will come in the night. I wonder if I will ever see the sun again. I wonder if the sun even exists anymore. I have spent most of the evening contemplating how I would like to die. Maybe I should just go to sleep and hope that it happens while I'm unconscious. It doesn't seem like something that would hurt, but I wonder if it will hurt. I wonder where my dad went, where my sister might be. A few hours ago, I heard a noise downstairs. Glass shattering. I went to the top of the stairs. Hello? Whoever was downstairs apologized. A man's voice. I went down to find out what was happening. There was a stranger in the living room and a brick on the carpet near a broken window. He told me that he had been looting a bunch of places around town and didn't realize I was still home. You know that the world is basically ending as we speak, I asked him. He acknowledged this, but said that he was doing the looting just in case. As a precaution, I suppose. In case the world didn't end, he would have a lot more stuff to enjoy. I thought about this for a moment. It made as much sense as doing just about anything else. I asked him what if he got shot by some protective homeowner. He seemed to think about that for a moment and then shrugged. The world is ending anyways, he said. He had a point. I guess at some point I decided that I believed the world was early ending because I did not go and loot anything. The burglar asked me if I wanted him to leave, but I told him that I didn't mind either way. He rooted through our things a while longer, occasionally finding something that he liked. I hung around in the kitchen, drinking a glass of water and waiting to see if he struck up any sort of conversation. But he didn't. And so after a few minutes, I returned to my room. I could hear him rummaging around downstairs for a while longer, and then he was gone, and the silence returned. I tried turning on the TV, only for the comfort that I thought the background noise would provide. But it just made me intensely sad in a way that no other part of this ordeal has almost like a physical gnawing sensation in my stomach. So I turned it off. I keep going back to my window to check to see if it is here yet. This is not how I want to spend my last few hours, but I can't help it. My eyes desperately scan that dusky area at the edge of town, out past the last few houses, where the back roads end and the river bends into the fields and the trees grow taller and thicker. But each time, it appears the same, as far as I can tell. It is so dark and my eyes are so tired that I can never be sure until a few minutes go by and I check again and everything is still there. There is a large cream-colored house in particular at the end of one of the back roads. It isn't near any other houses. I've been using that as my benchmark. As long as it is still visible, then I know at least that much of the world still exists. Between here and the cream-colored house is solid earth and breathable air. There's wind and trees and, I think, other people there. I don't know who lives in the cream-colored house. I don't know if they are still there. Maybe they are watching my house as a benchmark of their own. I am scared. Everyone that has ever lived has died. It is the only universal human experience. 
I should find this comforting, but it's not. Somehow, despite all reason, I believe that up until now, some part of my brain has believed that I was somehow special in this regard. I have been relatively healthy up until now. Therefore, I will always be relatively healthy. It's all I've known. It occurs to me that dogs know nothing of death. They know enough to instinctively avoid harm, and that seems to be enough. They don't spend hours dwelling upon the idea of their own mortality, fretting and worrying about things they can't control. They seem happy. The phenomenon arrived sometime after four this morning. I dozed off for a moment, and when I got up and scanned the horizon, the details seemed fuzzy, and I got frustrated as I struggled to focus on any concrete details of the landscape. After a moment, I realized that I could no longer see the cream house. I felt panic kick into my system as my eyes adjusted to what they were seeing, and I watched several closer houses disappear one by one. As it moved closer, the form of it became apparent, an unfathomably huge wall of pure darkness, swallowing the entire landscape into itself, never slowing, never quickening, never stuttering, steadily, uniformly closing in. I felt, for the first time, a true sense of my own mortality. Real, overwhelming terror struck me for the first time and froze my blood as my senses finally experienced what my brain had been conceptualizing for months. The impossibility of it all. The unreality of it. I think I screamed. I must have. I ran down the stairs and looked out the front door. The black wall was approaching from the east as well. All around, in fact. It was converging. So I ran back upstairs. Somewhere in the near distance, I could hear a few other people screaming as well. That was oddly comforting to me. Within a few minutes, I saw the darkness on the front lawn, and it crawled steadily forward, absorbing the front of the house before methodically eating the stairs. One by one, I backed into my room, and enveloped the door in the far wall, moving closer, and then, all at once, stopped. A few feet from my bed, a now inert wall of blackness. I turned on my bed and looked out the window, but could see nothing but darkness pressing itself up against the glass. I held my breath, but nothing happened. The darkness moved no further. I watched it for several minutes, waiting. What else was there to do? When I next checked the clock, it was almost eight. But of course, there was no sun. I went on my phone. I checked every website. I refreshed and refreshed. But there was nothing new. Had been nothing new for several hours. I'm not sure what I was hoping to see. I guess there won't be anything new ever again. It's been almost a full 24 hours since the phenomenon stopped in my bedroom. Though it feels like a week. Time has already become much more abstract without the sun to measure it by, only numbers on the face of an alarm clock and the growing emptiness in my stomach. I have in my room with me a mostly full glass of water, a mostly empty can of Coke, a half a bag of chips, and a handful of cookies. I suppose if I really rationed it sparingly, it could sustain me for a couple of really miserable and pointless weeks. Still... The thought of willingly walking into the blackness apparently strikes me as more terrible than sitting here on my bed indefinitely, if only judging by the fact that I have not done so yet. 
I'm not sure what I'm waiting for or expecting to happen. It seems like something has to happen, even something bad. The idea that nothing else is going to happen is going to drive me mad, I think. I want so badly to wake up from a dream, for the darkness to simply recede, or for someone to walk out of the darkness and rescue me. I've spent so much time leaning in, straining to hear anything from within the blackness, an indicator that something is still happening somewhere. I would even settle at this point for having the blackness resume its course, swallow me against my will like everyone else, take the decision out of my hands. Sometimes, when I am listening closely, I can hear the sound of static coming from the wall of blackness, but maybe I am just imagining this, or hearing me inside of my own body somehow. Whenever I try to focus on the static or pin it down, it goes away. I fell asleep for a few hours, hoping that the darkness would take me while I was out, and that would be that. But no such luck. I awoke to find its presence still looming across the room, but did not feel like it was staring at me or even waiting for me to come to some decision. There was only an infinite indifference. As I have been sitting here, staring at the darkness, I remembered another theory that was put forth about the phenomenon that became fairly widespread. It's one that is, to my mind, a far more horrific and dreadful idea than any of the other possibilities. There is something existentially peaceful about the notion of simply blinking into non-existence when I think about it but I don't know if that is what will happen if I step into the blackness. Some people believe that the phenomenon was not a religious event, nor was it simply an end to the universe and existence. In fact, they didn't even believe that it would mark an end to consciousness. They speculated that it was simply an impenetrable darkness of some unknown sort of element that was engulfing the universe. People thought that maybe it would be of a viscous liquid consistency. Others thought maybe it was a, a fog of some sort of vapor. Either way, the process as it goes was the same. For people absorbed into the darkness, it would be like walking into a dark room or off a cliff with no bottom, a place where there is no light at all and never will be. A darkness so complete that it wraps itself around you and squeezes you and holds you in place for eternity. So complete it clouds out all sound, all sensation of touch, so that all you can hear is your own blood working its way through your veins, your bones creaking, your eyelids opening and closing, opening and closing, thinking each time, surely when I open my eyes, this time I will be able to see something. No up or down, no breeze, just a darkness that you breathe into your lungs until it fills you entirely, and maybe even sustains you as you drift, blind and deaf, isolated in an endless abyss. I think the reason that I didn't just kill myself before this, like so many other people did, was because on some level it all felt too abstract, too unreal to do something as definite and concrete as putting a rope around my neck. Some part of me thought that someone would figure out a way to stop it, or that it might stop or reverse course on its own, or that maybe someone had pointed a telescope in the wrong direction or read a graph wrong anything. But of course, in the end, none of that happened. The world turned out to be far, far more fragile than I ever realized. I think I will go to sleep one more time, and if I'm lucky, maybe I'll dream a dream where I can see the sun, or a tree, or talk to someone, or walk down the block. And maybe if I'm really lucky, I'll wake up and this will all have been a dream. 
but more probably I will wake up and the darkness will still be there and I will have no choice but to walk into it. <laughs>